Father was uh, Father was working on the kitchen sink one evening and um, he called to his young son and said, son, uh, I need you to go out to the barn and uh, get me a crescent wrench. Young boy says, uh, dad, it's dark. I, I, I can't even see the barn. So the young father got up and got him a lantern, took him to the front door and said, do you see the barn? No, Dad, it's too dark to see the barn. Well, hold up that lantern, and what do you see? Well, Dad, I, I see the, the front gate. All right, how about if you just walk to the front gate? And so the boy walks to the front gate. He said, Son, hold up the lantern. What do you see now? Well, Dad, I, I, I see the barn doors. All right, son, don't walk to the barn doors. Open the doors. What do you see now? Well, Dad, I, I see the tool chest. Well, son, go grab me the tool, go grab me the crescent wrench. And then follow your way back with the lantern. Life is given to us one section at a time. I mean, I think many times we want to know the whole story, our whole path. The fact is, is that if we knew the whole path, we'd never leave our house. God showed us everything. I mean, we want the whole path as long as it's the good stuff. We don't want the loss, the tragedy, the suffering at all. And so God does this. He says, I'm just going to give you a lamp. Matter of fact, this lamp is going to be the guide for your feet. Now, trust me. Um, when I walk, I look down most of the time because it don't take much for me to trip. And when this boy goes down, great is the fall. Um, and he says, I'm going to give you a lamp for your feet. That's what my word is. I, I, I'm going to light up the path for you. I'm not going to show you the whole thing. I'm just going to give you what you can see when you hold up my lamp. And for some of us, it's just what's right in front of us, because that's all we can handle. And when you get to that point, I'll keep extending that light to show you where you're going. Now, what's true in life, and that's true in business, that's true with family. Uh, right now, I have an invention that I have at the patent office. I'm, uh, I'm treading water that I don't know about yet. I'm going down a path that uh, I haven't gone down too far, and I'm just going step by step. All right, got to this point. Now what do I do? All right, go to this point. And I'm at the barn door looking for the crescent wrench now because that's how God, at least in my life, operates that's why in Psalm 119, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. God wants to help us. God wants to direct us. God wants to show us the way, and he's only going to show us sections of it. And part of this, if you trust me that far, I'll take you to the next step. But I think many times we just don't take the first step. 
because that's where the faith is because we can't see beyond that. We want to, but we can't. And that's why God, your word, David says, is a lamp for my feet, which means, guys, you have to be in the word. The word gives us everything we need to direct our paths. And it's a light for my path that he will give you the direction that he wants you to go. It's whether we will be obedient and go. Today is uh, the state of the church. Now, normally I've dressed up in a suit uh, for that. I just bought a suit this week. Um, uh, Unfortunately, I had to buy a suit. I had a good friend uh, pass away, a police officer down in Fresno, um, some of you have met him because he's been here many times. His kids got baptized in the baptism right over there. Led him to Christ when he was 19 years old. And um, uh, so I have a police funeral to do. So I had to get me a, a black suit. I got a Blue Lives Matter tie, but I had the pants cuffed up. So I got my Blue Lives Matter leg uh, to do this funeral for my very good friend. His first Sunday in heaven, that was my thought today. Um, the state of the church, this has been, <laughs> normally, we got all this stuff that happened this last year. I can say the state of the church, it was a horrible year. All right, next, let's go into Revelation. All right. We're, opposed to, we're doing Revelation next week. But even though I went back and read my state of the church last year, I actually stated in there, 2020 is going to be a great year. <laughs> I, mean, I saw the words. I go, okay, we can substitute the word great for a lot of different words right now, right? I mean, if we thought about it. Um, but there have been some silver linings to this whole thing. Um, I typed out five unique phases our church has gone through since March of last year. We're, on, we're at, I mean, we will be at a year of this. I mean, we heard rumblings of the CCP virus in, in February, and it's coming to America, coming to a place near you. Um, and no one knew what it could do. And it hit in March, and we're going to do the two-week flatten the curve. That anniversary is coming up real soon, right? Um, and then March, third week in March, March 22nd to be exact. We started having online services only. The place was empty. We set up our Horizon Studios, and you know Kevin and Jared were, uh, were the game show host, almost like, and kind of led this and recorded worship and this, 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 and this. And we did that all the way through May. Well, that was a long time to do that in hopes. But end of May, Pentecost Sunday, we made the decision: it's time to meet. And even though General Mussolini said no, we couldn't um, at the time, we said no. We Did I say that out loud? I did that. No, 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 no. Sorry. Sorry if that offends. Give a shout out to Lodi. They're watching right now. So, um, But in the midst of that, I mean, you know, COVID was doing this. We did, still didn't know. And misinformation and all this stuff was taken down. 
Man, we did over 50 lockdown videos, you know, hunting and cooking with Haas. I mean, we tried to have some fun in the midst of that, of uh, just the craziness. I mean, we, we forget about the toll and pepper runs. We forget about, you know, you, you couldn't get in the store, but this, this. I mean, if you went to Costco, I could only buy one bag of coffee, not two, because of the COVID. They had stacks of it. No, only allowed. You can buy as much alcohol, but you can only buy one bag of coffee. Go figure that one out. And when the president said churches are essential, uh, we started meeting and we continue to do that all the way through November. And then we had our own little COVID crisis. We lost two great people, Johnny, our bass player, and 49er Gia. Um, Johnny's service is going to be Saturday, so right here. And we shut down for a month and a half. And that was hard. I mean, man, we gave up Easter, now we gave up Christmas. And mid-January, we opened back up again. Man, this has been a, what are we there doing next week? What are we doing this week? I mean, it's just been crazy, crazy, crazy. But through this whole thing, what we've been doing as a church is holding up this lantern and what's the next step? What's the next marker we can see to go to? And the realities of this pandemic, um, some have been good, some have been bad. Uh, and I've said it up here before, you know, we really had a church divided in that. Because no matter what decision we made, we're ticking off half the people. I mean, that's normal in leadership, that you make a leadership, or, you know, color of carpet, you make somebody mad. But this was guaranteed to divide it. Because not only did it divide church, it was dividing families up. I mean, you got one family member, mask, I'm washing all the st groceries that come home, and the other one's saying, what the heck? And how do you live in that context? Grand, I mean, grandparents have been held hostage to not see their grandchildren unless they sequester themselves and walk down. There's been a smorgasbord of choices of what we're going to do and how we're going to do it. Holy moly, I'm, I'm going to mask when I drive the car by myself and walk down the road, and, and then I'm going to wash all my groceries when they come. And then the other extreme is, I ain't doing no business with anyone that makes me wear a mask, you know, and everything in between. It's just been off pick and choose, and they can change midway. They did it yesterday, but they're doing it this way today. I mean, crazy. And we talked about this whole fearful, frozen, and fed up. That, which category are you? I had several emails. I'm all three, I think. <laughs> Depends on the day. And even church, when we went to the phases of the church online, have gone like this. We go online and, awesome. Man, look, we're online. I could be home. We're getting a message. We're going this. And then you get into that fatigue of screen fatigue and Zoom fatigue. We should have invested in Zoom in March, right? I mean, how many are sick of Zoom? I hate Zoom, all right? I mean, I, I, we, we go through the Zoom and then we got people, oh, man, I'm just sitting here at home on Sundays. Is this what people, normal people go through? I don't have to rush off. I get another day. This is awesome. So it goes from awesome to this and it comes back around. And honestly... When we look at what will happen, this has caused a, a spiritual shift. Now, a drift, if you will, which was already happening. 
I mean, Christianity is not the thing in America today. It's a post-Christian world. It is. But now you have, you know, the young people. Where are the young people? They're just disconnected. They don't want to be a part of that. And, and some of that is because their parents really weren't connected, but now they're wondering why their kids aren't connected. And so you have this shift that only accelerated through the pandemic. To the point where churches are being told that if and when things come back to normal, expect at least 30% drop in attendance. The reason being is because people have been convinced that, see, I can be at home sitting in my underwear drinking my Dr. Pepper and do church on Sunday. I can pause Tim, worship, and go to the bathroom, go mow the lawn, come back, start it again. I mean, this is great. And there are those who have left during this time, who have not watched at all. Totally disconnected. And that's the reality. One of the good things that came out of COVID one of the, is the fact that people realize we actually need people in our lives. We, we, this whole lockdown, I need people. I mean, think about it. My little grandson Alexander, who is, I mean, he's a COVID baby, Basically, hasn't been around a lot of people. His first trip on the plane, they, they're in Hawaii right now, was on the plane. His first trip over a year old. Little Hazel May, by one year old, she'd been on a plane 14 times. I mean, this is all new for him. I mean, seeing a lot of people at the same time. But what it's created is this need that we need fellowship. And I'm not, you know, Zoom is okay to a point, but I just need some flesh on it. I, I need a, a touch and I need a hug. I mean, even I did a, a, a funeral service. It's like, can I hug you? Can I? Yes, bring it on in. I mean, I just, there's this point of you're looking, can I? No, no, fist bump shake. What, what, what can I do? Because we weren't designed to do this by ourselves. And and part of that, guys, I'm going to plug. Guys, if you're not in a life group or some discipling relationship, you need to be. Whether it's live or Zoom, we're, we're offering both. We're going to have a catalog coming out in a couple of weeks that just show, hey, these are the, you know, the meaner homes. These are the ones that are doing Zoom. Join something because this is what's happened. People that were coming and all they do was come on Sunday morning. There's no other connection point. They're not involved anywhere else. And then we don't meet. Then they feel neglected because no one gave them a call. No one called me to see how I was doing it. You're not connected to anything. If you don't have a relationship with other people, that's what's going to happen. So I encourage you, guys, get plugged in with someone. Because you need that. I, I'm not saying you need the Bible study. I mean, that, that's fine. But there's not a small group that I could recall one Bible study. The impact of my friend Paul passing away was, there's not a part. I, I don't have too many memories that doesn't have Paul in it. I mean, my Bible, that I read every day, given to me by Paul, 1988. I led him to Christ. I, I, I married him and Lori who was my wife's roommate. I've actually known his wife longer than I've known him. I couldn't tell you one super spiritual conversation we ever had. But dude, I, he turned me, he died on the same day Rush Limbaugh died, which is unique from the standpoint is that he turned me on to Rush. I listened to Rush with Paul the first time. Rush Limbaugh at the time was smoking a tour of Fuente cigars. 
So we went down to the mall and bought ourselves our first real cigar that wasn't Tipperillo with a wooden tip. That's relationships. And the silver linings from this has been that, guys, we can trust God. God is sovereign. Sometimes it don't make sense. Sometimes it looks like he's lost the keys to the loony bin. What's going on? But he is sovereign. He knows what's going on. He's got this. And what this has created in us is really a spirit of innovation within churches and here. There's a passage found in Mark chapter 2. And in Mark chapter 2, starting about verse 18, it has where the disciples of John the Baptist and the disciples of the Pharisees and the Pharisees themselves were fasting, but they noticed Jesus' disciples aren't fasting. And like all religious people, what are we, wait, why are we the spiritual ones? Why don't your guys do that? And he says, guys, you don't fast when the bridegroom is still around. The bridegroom's still here. All right, we're partying. We're, we're celebrating that. The bridegroom's going to go away, and they're going to fast. And then he says this. Because no one sews a, a patch of untrent cloth on an old garment. If he does, the new piece will pull away from the old, making the tear worse. You seamstresses know that as you try to patch your kids' jeans and things. Right? And no one pours new wine into old wineskins. If he does, the wine will burst. The skins in both the wine and the wineskins will be ruined. No, no, he pours new wine and new wineskins. Because you had a wineskin, you pour the, the new wine in it and it ferment and it expand. And then you drink that. But once it's done, you don't put new wine back in that one. It's already stretched out. You're going to lose the skin. It's going to burst open and all the wine is going to go somewhere. You've got to get some new wineskins to pour the new wine in. And I've been saying for a long time, guys, the church, the church will need to change its mission will always be the same. This is the, a phrase within church works. It says this, marry the mission, date the strategy. The mission of the church does not change. How we do it will always change. And the quickest nail, the quickest nail in the coffin for a church is, we don't do it that way around here. That's a sure sign the church is going to die. Because with everything, when change happens, the mission stays the same. I mean, I, I, I asked the staff to send me stuff as far as what's been going on in their ministries, and I, I always love to read this. I mean, you know, from Micah, you know, that house worship and sermon videos. I mean, we have 68 hours online right now, and we've had 13,000 watches just on YouTube alone. Now, again, some of those watches might be two seconds, could be the whole time. And so... 50 daily lockdown devotions we've put on there. And so we've done it differently. We've had to. We've, we've gone that out to, to where people can be at home. Are people in other states? I mean, I, I guarantee, well, I hope my wife's watching. She's sitting in Hawaii right now. Hi, honey. Um, Kelly Roberts, she did a dinner last night, some of the, that you guys were at. But I saw, I saw pictures. You guys were having way too much fun, all right? Anyway. <laughs> But that's been different because we've had to do this and the people who can't come and how are we going to do this. Tiffany, the team, I mean, even at Christmas time, I mean, the place was decorated beautifully. Most of you guys didn't get to see that. 
But, man, they, we had this whole thing set up for the, for the, to, to enjoy the Advent candle and everything. Well, that went aside. And so they're thinking, okay, trees, we can do this. People come by, and people did come by to get their packets so they could take it home for the kids. Not how we had designed, thought it was going to be. Brooke and Tim, man, they've been busting out. I mean, from senior night, you got seniors who aren't walk, didn't get to walk down and do a typical graduation. So they, they had a night, senior night for them. They did Hume at Horizon. I mean, the first time kids haven't gone to Hume, but they had three nights of fellowship and fun. And how can we think that? See at the pole? School is now open, but they were at the pole. Jared launches our app, which we talked about in January. We need to do an app, but this is going to cost us. We don't have time to do this. It's going to take a staff person. Da, 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 da. And all of a sudden, this hit. All right, we need an app. All right. And Jared's done a great job in trying to put that together and, and enhancing it and getting working all the bugs out of it. I mean, we recorded on Easter. We recorded on Christmas, two things we never thought we'd do. I mean, youth department resurrection eggs during Easter because we're not, so you come here, we'd get your eggs. We had a Halloween trunk, trunk or treat. We had G-Town where we were opening it up for kids to come and study the jam sessions, even Night to Shine. Mindy and Tammy, what a great job. 81 guests came through. I got down here 65 volunteers, half of which don't go to this church. All took place out here. Again, you got to marry the mission, but you got to date the strategy of how you do it. And a church, as we look forward, as we hold this lantern up to see, okay, what can we see next? And that's why we have our codes. Uh, again, every, every year at this time, I go through the codes. I want to, I apologize that I thought our cards were updated, uh, but one is missing, and I'll solve that problem next this next week. But... We've talked about these codes, and they're not in any certain order, but this is what we judge ourselves by. This is how we mark, have we been successful in what we came here to do? We're not perfect at this. We won't be. And if you're looking for the perfect church, it ain't it. This ain't it. And if you find it, don't go because you'll just screw it up, okay? Um, code is we are a faith-filled, big-thinking, bet-the-farm risk-taker. Guys, you cannot play it safe and please God. Can't. Hebrews eleven six and without faith it is what? Impossible to please God. If you got a guarantee, then I guarantee you you have no. You're not using faith. I mean, if I get dealt in a poker game a straight flush. It doesn't take much faith to bet, okay? There's not any risk involved, all right? Unless you got wild cards and five of a kind can come up. But I'm pretty sure I'm going to go all in on this one because I'm guaranteed to win. Because when you're holding up the lantern, you only see to the fence post. And anything beyond that, you're going to risk something. You have to decide. You can have faith or you can have control, but you can't have both. Don't exist at the same time. And as we have launched off about faith, man, we've got a preschool getting ready to launch in Lodi. Who would have thought to do that? Well, we found out, man, there's not a Christian preschool on the east side of the tracks in Lodi. Well, let's take our 100-year-old building and turn it into a preschool in the neighborhood that is Hispanic and Muslim and reach out that way. What? Yeah. And we have 
past everything. It's been it's been mind-boggling. I, these guys, we had our fire inspection. I think I said that last week. I think he walked around like this. Because all he said is, uh, fill up the fire extinguishers and lower this door's crash bar. You're good. I got this letter from Debbie Heisdu, who's um, been on the board with 180. She's a great, what an awesome person. But she runs the preschool at Vinewood. And she wrote me this this last week. I want to thank you for having the courage to let us attempt to open a preschool at your church. There have been several miraculous stories during the process of applying for the state license. God's incredible provision just blows my mind. I appreciate Carla Benton. Carla Benton, we had to hire her back in October, full time, to run a preschool that didn't exist because you had to prove you hired someone and paid them even though you don't have a preschool yet. And she's been shadowing uh, Debbie this whole time, so she's getting an experience of how to run it on her own. Says so uh, it takes faith and guts to step out in uncharted territory. This will be the first Christian preschool on the east side. And I believe that God will bless Horizon, and He will use the preschool children to open a door into the community. Blessings, Debbie Heisner. We don't know. Held up the ladder. All right, I see the fence post. Let's go there. Now we got the crescent wrench, and now we're going to make a, I mean, it, this has been a work of God. It had to start somewhere. I mean, we're bringing Danish and Alyssa, two of our missionaries from Hungary. Let's bring here, them here on staff. This is Kevin's brainchild, and let's bring them here on staff. They can run our high school department, because Brooke and Tim are moving into the children's department. Uh, let's bring them here. But, all right, we're going to bring someone from Hungary during COVID. How's that going to work? Well, we're almost there. Could be within the month. Second one, we say we will honor Christ in his church with integrity and authenticity. Guys, if we live with integrity, nothing else matters. If we don't live with integrity, nothing else matters. We've said from the beginning, what you see is what you get. You may not look like what you see, but we promise you it'll be the truth. And we'll tell, things, we'll tell you stuff straight up. We said that we're about the capital C church, the big church. And it takes all the churches working together, internationally, nationally, and locally. And as a church, us right here, we've sent over $20,000 to churches. We sent $5,000 to uh, one of our African-American churches in Sacramento to help them out during this COVID problem. We sent $5,000 to a Hispanic work that's in North Sacramento to help them out. We sent $2,000 to a church in Modesto that had giving go down 65% because of COVID. We've sent $8,000 to the churches here in Galt, all received checks this week from you guys to encourage them. And trust me, I've gotten letters and emails. They have been immensely encouraged. Um, we said, we'll love you where you're at, but we will not leave you there. You can walk through those doors. I don't care what you've done. I don't care what you're doing. But my promise is we're not going to leave you there. That's not what Jesus does. We're not going to look away from sin because sin separates us from God. And we're not going to categorize sin because one sin is no bigger than the other. They all separate us from God. Now, sin has consequences. 
But just like Jesus, when the adulterous woman was thrown at his feet, and he, you know, hey, you with the first, you know, without sin, cast the first stone. They're ready to stone her to death. And he's writing people's names in the sand, and they all leave. And he looks, is there no one left? I don't condemn you, he says. But then he goes, but now sin no more. He never leaves us where he finds us. We say we will laugh hard, loud, and often. How many just need a laugh, all right? I mean, there's only so much Netflix I can take, all right? And I'm trying to find stuff that is funny. Matter of fact, I just booked a comedian for May. Um, And it's going to be our first female comedian. I've tried to find a funny female comedian. I don't want to be sexist, but and I've asked the women to find me a funny female comedian because we've only had dudes up here. So I found one. I think she's going to be great. We booked her in May, right before Mother's Day, I think this is going to be a, an awesome thing because we need to laugh. And it, it, it releases something in us. And I, I believe that's something laughter is a, is a divine thing. That's why Paul says, rejoice, what does he say? In the Lord, what? Always. Always? Through COVID? Always. I say again. We said that we'll always bring our best because excellence honors God. And not that we'll always be at our best. That's what we're striving to. And, and how can we up our game in things? Because God has given, every, given us everything we need. Second, Second Peter 1, 3. His divine power has given us what? Everything we need for life and godliness through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. We made major updates on the building, if you haven't noticed. I mean, from new doors to the patio area, fencing, Jeff and Kelly painted the outside of this. I mean, we're constantly wanting to upgrade our online presence. It just keeps getting better. We buy better equipment to to do that. The team back there is awesome in what they do. We say that we are spiritual contributors, not spiritual consumers. We soak things in, but we got to get squeezed. Because church is not just about us. We exist for the world. It's not feed me, Seymour, feed me. It's not just about me. It's what I can take with what I learned to lead others and help others understand the truth. And as a church, man, I mean, our 316 ministry from helping. I mean, I, I got a list here of all the things that they've contributed to. Operation Christmas Child. Guys, you packed over 3,022 boxes this last Christmas. You broke a record. During COVID, all right, since 2016, we've packed 14,653 boxes at this church. Guys, that translates that 14,653 kids have gotten the gospel in their hands. Mexico mission trip in COVID, we sent 16 people down to build a house. We left money for the second. I mean, there are so many things that we continue to do because why? We're not just consumers. We're contributors. We will do anything short of sin to reach people who don't know Christ. Some of the things we do, probably for some people, why, that's a little too edgy. Guys, to reach people no one's reaching, you got to do things no one's doing. Because it's about reaching the lost. Um, I remember when I was interviewed for this job. uh, One of the things I said, guys, I I love hanging out with lost people. I do. So it means I got to go where the lost people are at. 
Number nine, we, we lead the way with irrational giving. We can never outgive God. Last year, 2020, you guys broke a record because this church gave $1,271,961.36. All right? So you know who you are, 36 cent person. $1.2 million. You guys contributed during COVID. And guys, we didn't take any PPE money. We were, we were allowed to take $90,000 they were going to give us. Now, that's not against any company or any churches that did it. Because I get it, all right? But we didn't need it because you guys were faithful. We will consistently hold out the gospel in such a way that people will hear of what it means to be saved. That is by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone. 24 people got baptized last year during COVID even. Larry Sterling talks about his discipleship of how many people are coming to Christ through the people he's discipling. I mean, not this week. They moved it to the next week. I'll get to do a police funeral, which if you've never been to a police funeral, it's, it's a lot of pomp, a lot of this. But I, I get to convey Paul Brown's gospel to all the officers there at Fresno PD. Um, for it's by grace you were saved through faith, not as a result of what anything you've done, but it's God's gift. Not as a result of works, so that no one can boast. And lastly, we are a disciple-making, reproducing, grounded church. Matthew 28, Jesus tells us, go and make disciples. It didn't say go and make people sit in church. I'm not saying you can't learn and become a disciple from sitting here. But guys, I am who I am because of Bob Lehman. I am who I am because of Mike Bogart. I am who I am because of people who poured themselves into my life. I can't tell you one sermon that I listened to during that time. I can't even tell you the sermons I preached last year, okay? But I can tell you the lessons I learned in one-on-one discipleship. Right now, Larry Sterling, through Growing Strong, and um, his one-on-one disciples. We've got 41 people going through that right now, doing a bang-up job. Guys, we're still, 2021, have no idea how far we're going to be able to see, but I can see the fence. So let's walk there. Just like I said, 2021, I'm not going to say, this is going to be the greatest year. I, I have not a clue. This could be a, a worse year yet. And if I believe Revelation, it ain't going to get any better. So, but it can for the gospel. Because the power is when I hold up his word and walk out to what I can see, he promises me he will guide me in the steps that I take. I just can't get ahead of him. I can't, God, come here, bless me in my plans that I'm making without you. All right, let, let's try this. That's why we call it, let's experiment. Let's see what happens. And let's walk out to the post and then we'll hold up the lamp there. I mean, yeah, we've got programs planned, but we had that last year too. Uh, no idea what's going to take place. I have no idea what this is going to look like. But we have to be a putting ourselves in a place. They were going to take new wine. 
and put it in new wineskins because I'm married to the mission. I'm not, I'm just dating the strategy. Let me close with this, an Irish blessing. May you have the hindsight to know where you've been, the foresight to know where you are going, and the insight to know when you've gone too far. That's true in our personal lives. That's true in our business lives. That's true in the work with God. That when I give myself to God, God, I'm here. Um, in your notes and on the screen is a prayer. It's a bold prayer. I'm going to just read it. Don't, just listen to it, but I'm not praying it. I'm not praying it because it's a pretty bold prayer. Can we pray this this week? God, I yield myself fully to you. I embrace your calling on my life. I will do your bidding without delay. I will refuse you nothing. I will endure all hardships. When I don't feel your presence, I will still be faithful. I will seek to love you with all that I am and all that I have. Here am I. Send me. Father in heaven, I thank you um, for taking us through um, one interesting year. And we don't know what this year will hold either. But we're trusting you because you say you're going to light our path. You're trusting you, you're going to give it, be a light unto our feet. So help us not get ahead of ourselves. Help us not to plan and then ask you to bless, but to listen to the steps you want us to take as a church. Father, may we be faithful in, in, in that which you've given us to do with the tools that you've given us to do it with. In this, we will rejoice always because you've given us everything we need to do that which you've called us to do. This I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for tuning in to Horizon Community Church's podcast. Our hope and prayer is that wherever you are, you would be encouraged by this message and be equipped to face any challenges that come your way. More information about Horizon can be found at www.horizonweb.org.